The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hi, Weekly Dishers. It's Stephanie Hansen, and as we enter our new normal, I want to acknowledge the fabulous co-op employees and community that is keeping our co-op safe, clean, and stocked with local products. Lakewind supports your local farmers in our community, whether it's the locally family-farmed and sustainably raised meat producers or the 95% organic produce that they have in the store each week. At Lakewinds, they source as close as they can, and in the coming weeks, you should start to see local spring mixed salad greens and vegetables like fiddlehead ferns and ramps for sautéing and butter, yum, with spring mushrooms, delicious. Watch for the organic fruits you love and consider buying some new spring grilling sauces like the fantastic Mazah Chutney. This is a flavor bomb of all raw ingredients, including cilantro, ginger, lemon, and vinegar, and it's made by a woman-owned company right here in Minnesota. This chutney goes great with spring lamb and egg dishes. Find ways to experiment with new flavors, sauces, and locally made products that you can find at Lakewinds Food Co-ops in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, or by ordering online at lakewinds.com. Welcome to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph March. And that was Maida Mains, who is a local performer who did our theme song for us, boy, 12 years ago. So thank you, Maida. Mm-hmm. I think about all of the musicians that are out of work right now. I've watched a lot of um, virtual concerts, which maybe concerts is a generous word for what you watch, which is usually someone at home strumming on their guitar, feeling angsty. I've enjoyed it, but it's also been like, wow, this is interesting. Yeah, I haven't dipped into any of those. I Not have a thing. watched quite a few. Not a thing. Huh. Well, I, you know, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like however you go, right? I mean, everyone's got to have a creative outlet. I love the creativity of, of people who are trapped. I certainly think that there are ways. Well, this is going to be part of my top two in hour two. So okay. We might as well. So go. let's just get to it. The top two in hour two. Give me the old one two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents Top 2, Top 2 The Top 2 Pick your best two In our two Alright, give me two, winning Alright Two things that we are obsessed with this week This is what we pick Okay, the first one is stolen from you, Stephanie March I mean And it is the Emily Rosé It's not actually a, a Pinot <laughs> It's a Pinot And a Chardonnay. It's a a red, or excuse me, it's a pink wine. It is a mixture of a Pinot grape and a Chardonnay unoaked grape. Yeah, it's beautiful. And you mentioned it a while ago. I mentioned then it so much. <laughs> I was over at Solovino before the whole crisis ensued and we were sheltering in place. And I saw it and I was like, oh, this will be good because it's going to be spring and I'm going to need some good wine. So I grabbed a couple bottles of it and indeed, friend, you were correct. Thank it you. is a special little 
wine that is it just is. very nice for sipping. Longman Estates. It's a New Zealand wine. It is really one of those things, you guys, that, and I've said it before, so you could probably say this along with me. It goes with everything. It really does. It doesn't matter. It's a food wine because it's not sweet. It's got a good tartness to it. So it's a great, I've used this for, you know, because sometimes, and especially at the end of rosé season, you get a little sick of the pinks. It gets a little bit too cloying. Mm-hmm. And this is not a rosé. It's a Chardonnay Pinot mix. And it's a beautiful Beautiful expression of grapes. It's lovely. And you can find it at Solovino. They have a call ahead curbside pickup delivery. So if you are inclined to load up your freezer or refrigerator with the Emily, by all means, you should do it, do it, do it. Uh, Okay. So my first one is going to be a gin that I basically drank a lot of the other night. Which, boy, I tell you we what. We both con- kind of confessed here. No, then. I 100%. I put it all in the socials and everything. Um, because... I made martinis. I, I basically had nachos for lunch, like a quick nacho plate for lunch. And then I I got, I was working so hard and so fast that I forgot to eat dinner. I was making dinner for the kid, but I didn't make my own. And I basically made three martinis. <laughs> I basically <laughs> drank this Ida Graves gin, which is a local gin. I'd had a bottle of it. I hadn't really cracked into it. And I loved it. It was just that perfect balance of piney, because I love a piney gin. Me I'm not going to lie. Some of the floral ones bug me. They get too flowery. I like those too, but a good piney gin yeah, is fine. But that's what's great about this one. It has a nice balance. It is piney. It gives me that like sharp, really cold, beautiful thing. But then it also kind of has a little bit of like citrus to it, which I thought was beautiful. I also used these great lemon twist olives. So they're olives, but inside they've got a little lemon twist. Because I want both. Oh, I would like that. I know. Stonewall Kitchen. You can find them at like Lunds Byerly's. I basically just want, I want, I was sitting there going, God, should I do a twist or should I do an olive? And then I was like, oh, I'm going to use these. I'm going to have them both. both. Right. I love it. So that's my first one. Okay. My second one is Lake Winds Co-op has an article that I'm going to link to you guys. If you're thinking about dying Easter eggs and you don't have the pause kit that we've all used, you can dye Easter eggs really lovely with things that are in your kitchen. So they have an article about how to do it. Think about things like turmeric makes a beautiful egg. Uh, Red cabbage makes a beautiful egg. Beet juice, paprika, hibiscus flowers, if you happen to have those dried. Um, Spinach makes an egg color. So I'm going to go ahead and link this. So if you're at home and you're not getting out and you're wondering how you're going to color your eggs, try some natural eggs this year. Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, onion skins make the yellow. I always wanted to do that. Um, And that's a lot of fun. Remember, there was something on um, our... God, we did something where I think we linked to an article last month about you could dye them in the Instant Pot while yes, you're making we them. Did. Okay, so we should find that. We did, that and you basically dyed them in the vinegar and pause water, oh, but you, you made it the inside the Instant Pot. Oh. Which you can probably, I mean, no one can really get anything from Amazon in like less than however many I days, know. but you could do pickup right. at like Lunds Byerly's yeah. or Kowalski's. Yeah, or I mean, right. Okay. Uh, my second one is going to be actually, it's a little bit more again about towards the creative creativity of people who are stuck together and stuck with time on their hands. Now I opened, remember we opened saying no pressure, but for some of us who are creative and we sit and we have maybe a few moments and, and maybe the, the, the pressure of the rest of the world changing sort of create something for you. I love the fact we did this article about, I talked to Andrew Sims, who is part of Doomtree, a local uh, rap group 
beautiful, awesome thing, musical bunch. And they, uh, he was saying how he, Andrew Sims, was out of work and his tours got canceled. So he was trying to, you know, come up with ideas of things to do. His wife, Sarah, is a co-owner in Muddy Waters on Lake and Lindale. And he said that she was, you know, coming home and being very worried. They had to pivot to takeout and they were very worried about like what that was going to be for health and safety with her workers and people were coming in and getting takeout and drivers. And so he and his buddy Matt at Street Factory Media came up with a vestibule. I loved can, this so This is much. so great. This idea that they can create this, they can, you know, fabricate this like three you know, walled thing that backs right up. It's a fake vestibule that backs right up to your front door. It gives a window. It has a door so that basically for you can run out to someone's curbside and run back, you know, in. But there's for all the delivery drivers, they can access them through a door, through a window so that they don't have to touch and they can control their their area. So this is uh, they're calling it the serve the safe serve doors and they're and they can be wrapped and designed and be very cool. You know what else is really amazing about this Mm -hmm. is when this ends. Or when you don't need that type of safety, mm-hmm. you can repurpose them to be like a trade show booth yeah. or to be a farmer's market vestibule. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. I, I want to interview them for Makers you of should. Minnesota. You I really thought it should. was fantastic. I know. I thought it was really, and it's, I love that Street Factory Media is a group of uh, really I was creative, like, Hi, can you hire clever me? guys. Oh, my God. Uh, women do, and men, sorry. Yeah, They're they not do, just guys. But and they do installations, and they do activations, and they do creative, cool things. And I just thought, wow, this is a really great, this is a great use of creative time. Yeah, and it was like, I just, that is like a positive thing that I look for in my day, like the innovation that's happening. And I keep mentioning my friend, Sarah, who's learning Spanish, but there's all kinds of people that they're trying to like think up different things and they're innovating and they're thinking about different ways to run their companies and ways to connect. So that's pretty inspiring. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I only had one other Go one ahead. that I was going to do. The uh, I was shouting out to the fact that a lot of restaurants are still, who have you know been closed for takeout, are kind of re-upping and starting to kind of figure out their programs, and they're watching other people do it. And uh, this week, you can, I was going to say that, you know, I went and got a fish tacos with Billy at Baja House in Wayzata. But I know that Ola, Arepa, and Hi Hi have started doing takeout. And I think that's a really cool thing that they've started doing arepas and sticky bowls and all the good things. Yes. Someone said to, oh, two things. Um, someone said, yeah, I ordered $150 of takeout Chinese from Rainbow Chinese from Tammy Wong. And then I just ate it all week. <laughs> I was like, that's excellent yeah. because Chinese is something that's very easy to like reheat. Yeah. Well, her Cantonese, yeah, yeah. version of it is great. So that made me just happy for her. Yep. But then um, I'm supposed to say hi to you from our friend Tracy and our friend Carrie. I was oh. um, thinking about our friend Tracy is a... Um, works in the government mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say yeah i don't want to get her there. in trouble yep um but i was able to uh support a local restaurant by buying a gift card and helping to provide some takeout for the people that work for her that's great because there are a lot of people that aren't just in the grocery business that aren't just in healthcare. think about like your bus drivers um, and the people in the electric company who are keeping the lights on the people yeah. in the utilities the people in you know my God, the, well, I mean, like, I thank God that the, the hardware store is still open. <laughs> and and the auto repair place. Yeah. There are a lot of places that are still open, that are still having workers that can uh, would appreciate your appreciation. Yeah. If you are able, throwing them a $10 gift card to Crispin Green's a great place. That was my last 
It's a locally owned franchise that was started here, and it's fresh green salads. They've got curbside to go. All the calorie counts and all of the ingredients are listed on their menu. So if you have someone with dietary restrictions or you have a vegan in your life, it's a great place to go if you're trying to provide food and comfort and healthy food for someone that maybe doesn't eat the same way that you do or just that you need delicious food. That's the place that... That's my favorite salad spot. We all know this. It's my favorite salad spot because they don't drop the food into as if they've already chewed it up. Yes. It's actual bites of food. It's not pablum. It's not pablum. (laughs) My God. Pemmican. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. So that is our top two in hour two. When we come back, we're going to have one of our local home cooks who's extraordinary at it. Meredith Deeds. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. You know, if you missed any of our sparkling content, of course, you know, you can always dial us up on the podcast if you missed any of this amazing show you sure can beforehand um so okay so a lot of people are cooking and they are finding that maybe they get into something that they're cooking and they're like yes i'm so excited to be making this thing and then they realize whoa i don't have i don't know if you're like me you guys you don't mise en place you don't you just actually start making the thing and thinking you have stuff and then all of a sudden you get into a recipe and realize like mashed potatoes i was making mashed potatoes and i realized i don't have any milk or cream whatsoever so it was going to be a butter and uh goat cheese situation but what i'm going to tell you is that we have someone who has the intel to save us from ourselves meredith deeds is on the line are you there meredith i am yay i am well, I love the fact that you put this, uh, you know that everybody is baking like crazy right now, right? And oh, yeah. so there's a lot of people who are kind of like, but if they're trying to bake and trying to not go out, they're trying to use what's in their home place, uh, you know that there's a need for some substitutions, right? Yeah, that's, that, is, uh, that is the case for all of us right now. Right. <laughs> we got to be creative. Meredith, this list that you produced in the Star Tribune for 20 easy baking and cooking substitutions was... Oh, that was Rick, but yes, it's a oh. great list. Is it his list? Oh, I thought it yeah. was yours. Okay, no, here's God, the thing I that's funny. Cre- I should start taking credit for all of Rick Nelson's stuff. Please yeah. do. Yeah. Because <laughs> there were things on here that I had not even heard of or thought of. For instance, this is a really easy one, but... To for if you're out of vanilla to use like rum or bourbon never I, occurred oh, to me. For sure. I, oh, yeah. I don't even buy vanilla extract anymore, you guys. <laughs> well, it's so expensive. Right. I mean, right now because they had this terrible whatever in Madagascar and now yeah. there's no vanilla. So yeah, it it's expensive and you need to be able to figure out what to substitute with. Hanson, any you know what? Really. There's that five, that, that uh, liqueur, that espresso vanilla yeah. liqueur. I use five that. Five on ice. Yeah. It's I, fantastic. I use that just as my vanilla extract in every recipe I ever make. That's okay. Good liqueur. to know. And I have a giant bottle of it. So <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And you can sip it. Yeah. If you take a pull. At the same time. Nobody knows. It's great. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. No Here one. was another one, Meredith, that was, if you don't have an egg, that you can substitute half of a large banana mashed with baking powder or silken tofu or mayonnaise. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, there's all kinds of, these are things, though, that you're going to want to look up. Yeah. I know we talked, you just talked about you never, you never do a mise en place. Yeah. And lots of times that's fine. And, and you can still wing it when you're cooking. With baking, it does take a little tiny bit more thought when you're talking about the, the chemical reaction to things. So 
that's one that you might want to look ahead of time. Do I have baking soda? If I don't, don't panic. Right. There's a solution. Um, but but you do want to kind of do it before you get in. It's it's when you have to start, like with baking, when you have to start um, winging it off the top of your head, <laughs> you could get into a little bit more trouble there. It's just going to be different. Foods, <laughs> it's just going to be different. You know what? And this is really my, this is really what I'm hoping to take away will be for everybody is that, Yes, substitutions are going to happen right now. Um, either they're just not going to be available, whatever ingredient we're talking about, at the grocery store, or you're at home and you don't have it. What are you going to do? So um, the thing is that it's okay. Everybody just rule. There's a million things to think about right now. Don't worry about this. Whatever you're going to make is just going to be a little different and accept it and, and enjoy it and, and let the adventure of it take you away. Yes. <laughs> I agree. So what are some of the common things that you get questions about? Well, I mean, there are, there are, um, I don't have any broth or I don't have, uh, I don't have crushed tomatoes in my pantry. Oh God. Right. But I have other things, you know, it's, it's, and, and that's all right. You know, water is still an ingredient and always has been. It's like the original ingredient. (laughs) (laughs) It <laughs> and is. it's okay to use it if that's what you have. Um, it's okay to, you know, if if you've got some chicken lying around, it's okay to make your own. Man, let me tell your Instapotters that there is no better broth than the ones made in the Instapot. Right. But, um, but I just want everybody to kind of relax. And if you don't have, if you've got a can of coconut milk and you don't, you know, you don't have regular milk, for something, for a pudding or for a soup or for whatever, add that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have a little different flavor, but it's still going to be really good and really, you know, it'll be interesting. And you may, when this is all done, you may decide that's your go-to. That's your new jam. I did, new jam. I did think I was ordering coconut milk, and instead I have four cans of coconut cream. Oh, oh. <laughs> but that's okay. So is it unsweetened or is it sweetened? Uh, unsweetened. Yeah, so that's all right. So really the only difference between that and, and coconut milk is that they've just taken that top part that when you have that separation oh, and yeah. they've given you all the fat. So that's all right. Add a little bit of water to it okay. to thin it down and you'll be fine. Got it. And that's, I don't, for if you have, you know, if something calls for milk, but you only have cream, I mean, that's a thing that I often just water down, you know, little bits of things, only do half of one and then add something else to the other. That's kind of my jam for that. That's, that's just it. Actually, I like, I like having cream for that reason, because you can make it at, at moments like this, you can make that into milk or into half and half by just adding a little water. It's not exactly the same, but it's very close and absolutely uh, an easy substitution. And if you don't have, you know, like sour cream, that's an obvious one. If you have plain yogurt, then that's, you know, that's a quick and easy one that works pretty well. I think that's always great. I thought it was funny that it was like that he had on here herbs and then it was like, if you don't have one tablespoon of fresh herbs, use dried herbs. <laughs> I'm like, well, that would mean that I would have, like, I wouldn't think that I didn't have herbs if I didn't have herbs. <laughs> I know. Sometimes in the substitutions, like, um, you know, when when someone says, if you don't have garlic powder, use garlic flakes. Okay, if I don't have right. garlic powder... Right. It's not likely to have garlic. It's it's less likely that there's any garlic in the house. That's the point, really. Exactly. Um, What about cake flour? 
Cake and bread oh. flour. I've been getting recipe or people questioning about that because I had put up a bagel recipe that had bread flour. Right. So, um, hold on. I'm sorry. So it was. What do you do if you don't have? If you cake don't flour? have cake or bread flour, I guess it's so. This- with cake flour, I think that's easy. You just take your all-purpose flour and um, take a, a couple of te- tablespoons out of it and add cornstarch if you have it oh. to lighten it up a little bit. Okay. Oh. Um, Cornstarch is a good way to lighten a cake, and sometimes cakes have, you know, a quarter cup or more of, of corn of cornstarch. Yeah. So, um, let's see. So that's an easy one. Bread flour <clears throat> that is a little more difficult because of the protein amount in flours, and that's what makes the gluten, you know, more of a thing. But what I tell people now is just relax. Bread flour, I can't find it. Right. I don't know if you can find it. I have, um, I'm out of it now. <laughs> but all-purpose all works. Purpose. Is, is it going to be perfect? No. Is it going to be great? Yes. Yes. Thank you, know. you, Meredith. Thank you so much for your tips and coming on today. We have, uh, we're going to link to that, uh, to that sh- on the show page, that list. And uh, you can find Meredith on Facebook on her own and ask her all your questions. Yeah, do. All right. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish, friends. We really appreciate Meredith coming on and talking about different substitutions. That list that her and that she talked about that Rick actually did was pretty awesome. So we put that up on the Facebook page. Um, I didn't really know you could substitute eggs for mayonnaise, but it makes complete sense. It's a fat. I mean, when you start to break it down, actually, if you ever want to get into this in a serious way, Ratio by Michael Ruhlman, one of my favorite books. Because it really is, and especially you guys who are learning how to cook and learning really what it means to be on your own with cooking, Ruhlman's ratio book is all about, well, this is a fat and this is an acid. What does that mean? Does that mean eggs and olive juice and lemon juice or does that vinegar and olive oil? Like, and then once you learn those ratios, you can do it. You can figure it all out. Yeah. You don't need to have exactly this or exactly that. Um, all right. So this is a funny segment that I'm going to do. <laughs> Stephanie's just giving me the, okay. Well, it's all about Hanson. So. It's called what I am cooking. So these are all the things that I made this week and I will tell you a little bit about them and I will share recipes. So okay. there you go. Do you want me to leave the room? No. Should you just, no. Okay. I just, I just I, here to be your, you're here oh. to be my, Oh, that's fascinating. Okay. Let's start. So I made spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, that's fascinating. And what I loved about these spaghetti and meatballs and Stephanie says, I've mentioned this company a lot, but I'm going to mention <laughs> it one more time. Cause it's a lifesaver in the meatball department. Uh, three Linetti sisters, meatball mix. You can get it at Kowalski's. You can get it online. Basically, any meat you have, whether it's ground beef, ground pork, ground turkey, ground chicken, doesn't matter. You can make a meatball with it with this seasoning. I typically use pork and beef with their seasoning, but you could use it with the others, too. So I have a jar of it. I'm just sitting on it. Yeah. So you just you make your meatballs. I make my meatballs in the oven and then I throw some crushed tomatoes in a pot and I pour the fat from the meatballs. If there's any left on the tray into the meatball sauce. And then I add some garlic, some onions. I get it all sort of stewy, uh, tomatoey, and then I throw the meatballs in after that. Okay, uh, so I like that's that. spaghetti and meatballs. Easy, easy. I made pozole, which we talked about at the beginning of the show. I had some hominy. I rehydrated it. I instant potted it. I bled over it. I just like this hominy took forever to soften. So 
You bought it in dried form? I bought it in dried form. I reconstituted it and it took me like three days. But I really? finally got it done. And Where did I, you get your hominy, by the way? Rancho Gordo. Oh, I got okay. it online. Okay. And I really made a delicious pozole. I decided I don't love pozole. What I love about pozole is the avocado, the pickled radishes, the cilantro, the tortilla trips, all the things you put on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, and you know, if in case you guys want to know, I looked up the definition. Hominy is dried maize kernels that have been treated with an alkali process. So it's basically like, you know, they're they're kind dried of dried corn. Yeah, dried corn. Yeah. Um, okay, so I made pozole. Then I made fettuccine. And I have a recipe that I put up for chicken and basil fettuccine. But you guys, fettuccine is the easiest thing in the world to make. It's literally just... Wait, like you made the pasta itself? No, I mean the sauce. (laughs) Fettuccine Alfredo. So Alfredo sauce. Yes, I made Alfredo. Sorry. There you go. (laughs) You you said it was so easy to make fettuccine, and that is not true. So I just But Alfredo took, sauce is a whole nother thing. Yeah. So I had a little bit of garlic that I just microplaned into a nonstick pan. I put a little knob of butter in there and kind of just let it do its thing just for a second because you don't want to overcook your garlic. Right. Then I poured in some cream and I just reduced that a little bit till it felt a little saucy, like could maybe coat the back of a spoon. I threw in a handful of Parmesan cheese and then I threw my already cooked noodles into the pot. Good. I tossed. You did a little toss. I toss. added a little parsley because I had some. Ooh. And that was it. That's I it. I will also sometimes finish it with a little lemon zest mm-hmm. uh, because I like the acid with the richness of the cream. Yeah. And that is a meal in itself, or it can be served alongside any protein, or it can be baked and you can put like breadcrumbs and stuff oh, on top yeah, of it. Yeah, the pasta. Yeah. Or you can make it um, like a cake. You can literally fry it. And what are you talking? What can you fry? You can fry noodles. Oh, oh, oh! And you can make like a crisp. Well, I don't understand what you're saying. So you're saying like the leftover fettuccine? Oh, leftover! You I can, you went from like <laughs> making. I'm like, how do you fry noodles and then add them to sauce? I don't get all like I'm just particular. Trying to understand. <laughs> Okay, so fettuccine over for sure. And fettuccine, you guys, is way easier than people think. It's, well, fettuccine. It's wait, are you talking Alfredo though? Alfredo, excuse me. Okay, because fettuccine is a type of pasta, and you keep messing with me because I don't actually make fettuccine Alfredo. I make like bow tie Alfredo. Okay, so I make you the short make fat pasta. Yeah. Alfredo. So wait, <laughs> cavatappi. Alfredo. Oh, God, that's the best because then it gets into the noodles. Like anything with a hole in it to me is better than a fettuccine. The little craggy noodle because you want all that. Cream I want in all there. the sauce. I want maximum sauce. I just want people at home that have cream and some Parmesan cheese and some butter and some garlic to Done. know that they have magic waiting in their hands. And it is the most comforting thing. It really is. It really is. Whenever I'm sick, that's what my husband will make for me. Really? It's a little, I sometimes I get like really excited for it and then it gets too rich yeah. halfway through and I'm like, well. This was a good idea. <laughs> That's why we usually have it as a side. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's another thing that I made. Again, sometimes you go to the meat department and you can't find ground beef and ground turkey has been hard to find, but there's always ground pork. And I made a pork stir fry with asparagus and spinach that was fantastic. The reason it was fantastic was simply garlic, soy sauce, and ginger. I buy ginger and I freeze it in my freezer. Mm-hmm. 
in a Ziploc bag, a whole knob of it. And then when I go to grate it, I just grate it on a microplane because it grates really well when it's completely frozen. Mm-hmm. I don't thaw it at all. And I use the skin and everything. Yeah. Because I don't care about a little ginger skin. No. Um, so that pork and asparagus stir fry was great. I actually wrote that recipe up <laughs> and made like an official recipe. Whoa. <laughs> And then I just hit it with spinach right as I was finished kind of with the stir fry, put a lid on it. So the spinach steamed a little bit and served that over rice. I'm Kurt. throwing spinach in everything, basically. Yeah, I am too. I but mean, don't I'm just, you always anyway? I do. I do. I spinach feel like, and kale. Oh, God. I make the bean and sausage, you know, skillet yep. things and I throw the I throw all the spinach in there. And I just feel like I feel like if I don't now, I'm missing something. Well, and spinach a lot of times for me doesn't last as long in the refrigerator. So kale... Like that hearty kale will last forever. Yeah. And it, if you cook it long enough, it tastes just like spinach or greens. Yeah. Um, all right. Stephanie's laughing. No, I just, Pampu told me that there's an app for the ratio thing. Oh, cool. <laughs> he said that there's a, there's a Michael Ruman app, which oh, I think Stephanie's is amazing. Stephanie's going to be so excited. I know. I'm very excited. Um, so a spork and asparagus stir fry was also what I made this week. And I made yet another batch of bread and five. Great. And... I'm getting a little more creative with my bed and bread and five. I'm not just making baguettes now. I've graduated on two bowls. Oh, were you making baguettes first? <laughs> I always make baguettes. Yeah. Oh my god, that's what we eat. Baguettes, like. I'm just. I was just thinking about it. Like for me, it's the easiest thing is to make a bowl. Like you're saying, you've graduated a bowl, and I think I don't think I can make a baguette. Oh, because I all I do is you tuck in for bulls. You just tuck. Yeah. And baguettes, you have to shape. I shape and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Baguettes. Huh. But now I'm on to bulls. Yeah. I never make baguettes. Bulls are my only thing. Um, I will never look at this bread and five book again the same because I'm basically making bread every single day. Are you? Yeah. And I wonder if when this is over, Will if you I'll ever want to make it again. I know. <laughs> Will it be a simple question? I know. People the were... quarantine of 2020. That's what people were saying, like with takeout. They were like, we'll never do restaurants again. I'm like, are you kidding me? I cannot wait till I have a bartender shake me a beautiful margarita with perfectly 100%. salted rib and someone puts a gorgeous steak in front of me that I didn't have to cook. I'm going to be there for and that. And someone looks at you across from the bar and says, hey, can I help you? Yeah. What can I make for you? What can I make for you? Would you like to try something? I will do anything to be there again. Oh, 100% (laughs) me too. And hope our producer is also shaking her head. It is. I have missed my restaurant friends, people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's my impromptu segment of what I'm cooking. And again, these are all things that you can cook too. I mean, yeah. I'm not a good cook. I'm just a cook. Well, we're all just cooks yep. anymore. Home um, cooks. I did make a pot roast the other day because I was in that Yum. space. You know what I mean? And I made pot roast and I made spinach and I made mashed potatoes, like I said, with goat cheese because I had no milk or cream, which I'm was I'm making meatloaf delicious. tonight. You're making I think meatloaf? I'm going to make the Rick Nelson meatloaf recipe that was in the Star Tribune that mm. I just saw. So hmm. there you go. I make meatloaf and Kurt never likes it that much because I always try to load it with too many vegetables. You put vegetables in your meatloaf? I do. Like I grind up carrots and oh. celery and spinach and I'm always trying to pack it full of vegetables. He's like, but it's on the side. to be like meat. Yeah, have the meat and then the veggies <laughs> on the side, which actually probably tastes better. Yeah. So I'm going to really try to do a traditional meatloaf recipe for him today. Okay. I had four pounds of frozen meatloaf mix. 
I'll only use one pound, but in the pandemic freezing preparations of January and February, I threw a bunch of meatloafs in and it's time to make one. So it's already mixed up? No, it's the pork, the veal, oh, and oh, the got beef. It. Got it. Mix. Got it. Sounds so good. That's what I'll be making today. I have today. no idea what I'm making tonight. No idea. All right. When we come back, we're going to start a new segment. We're going to talk with you about locals we love, locals to love, and people doing great things in the state of Minnesota. You ain't my boyfriend. Ariana Grande. I do like that song. Do you? I do. I don't um, have feelings about it yet. I, one I don't thing, know it. One thing that has been interesting during this pandemic time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't thought about the Kardashians once. Mm. Not once. It's and I no know, different for me than any I know, other week. It's so odd. Uh, I know that actually Kim, I think, and Kendall both gave a million dollars to research, which sure. I appreciated. Yeah. But yeah, there's, you know. When I read about celebrities doing anything, I'm like, huh, yeah, meh. right. What? Yeah. Who? There's I'd been actually about- a lot of backlash for, you know, people who are like, you know, riding out the coronavirus on their yachts and then posting pictures. And everyone's like, really? Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. I don't want to hear about it. No. Yeah. The normal celebrity consumption of, you know, excess by the masses is definitely on the slow Low and low. Yeah. Did you hear, um, speaking of celebrities, that Pink got coronavirus with her three-year-old. Oh. They're fine, but they were in quarantine at home under a doctor's care, and she just donated a million dollars. She split it between two hospitals. One hospital where she grew up where her mom worked as a nurse, yep. and then another hospital in the L.A. area. So, you know, if you've got all that money and you can donate and do good things. Well, amen. and you just said Guy Anya. Fieri raised $10 million yes, in four days. Did. He did. For all the crap that we give that guy with the spiky white hair mm-hmm. and his grocery challenges and everything else, way to go, Chef Guy Fieri, for $10 million in four days that's going to be given to restaurant workers and distributed by his foundation is amazeballs. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So this part of the show is a new segment that we're just doing on the fly here, but we're going to call it Locals to Love. These are people locally that are doing amazing things or just being amazing in and of themselves. It could be your neighbor. It could be someone that's doing something for charity. It could be just a store that we think is local and love and we want you to check it out. Um, Right away, I'm going to just start out with the Minnesota Hero Snack Pack. This is um, a group of Minnesota makers Mm -hmm. that are donating product. It was started by a nurse at Bethesda hospital. That's going to be the COVID only a COVID exclusive hospital in St. Paul. And they wanted to get snacks to these frontline workers that are really risking a lot to be able to take care of these patients. It's cookies. It's Maddie and Mays. It's Isidore nut company. It's North Mallow Omni snacks, thumbs, cookies, Zuzu sweet treats, cocoa, bean and nut, and caramels, flackers, Gustola granola. And what all these people are doing is they put these snack packs together and they donate their product. You buy them 25 bucks for a snack pack and that will feed um, 11 nurses. So great. Yep. It's snacking. I think about it the way that we actually eat. That's what I love about this is that they're delivering these packs to these guys and they can just quickly grab something to eat, yep. which is sometimes really needed. You know, just a quick on the fly. I don't have time to sit down for a big meal. I just got to grab something. I love that. Um, the one I was going to talk about was Meals for Medics, which I think is a really great way. You know, for me right now, I'm very excited by the places that are 
by the people that are using the GoFundMe money to help fund restaurants and then taking that meal or that gift card and giving them to the healthcare workers. And there's a couple of them out there. One of them, Meals for Medics, specifically helps the Midtown Global Market, which is kind of a great place. And, you know, they have that Abbott campus and so many healthcare workers right in that vicinity. right there, yep. yep. So they are doing a thing where you are raising, they have a GoFundMe. You can find all these on mspmag.com. By the way, you guys, the feed, we did a, an entire thing called Doing Good in the Neighborhood, and we highlighted both the snack pack and this one. Um, but they basically said that, you know, what they're doing is like, throw in some money here. We're going to let the vendors make their food, and then we're going to either bring it to them or give them the gift card so they can come grab it on their way home. And I think that is such a win-win. Um, one more that I'm excited about because it's maker driven is, uh, you betcha box, which makes the Minnesota maker products and assembles them in a box. They have a feed the front lines. You betcha box. Again, it is fueling the local heroes on the front line of coronavirus, both in hospitals, but they will also be delivering to, uh, bus drivers and, uh, senior care centers and other types of places. This is either you can donate money to help buy boxes or you can buy a box and it will go to feeding the front lines. So that is on their website at youbetchabox.com. Feed, feed the front lines. Good. Hey, I wanted to shout out to a local organization, uh, Get Knit Events. And these are guys who normally do beer crawls and, you know, they do like pub crawls and fun beer things. They're so amazing. They're really fun. Yeah. And they're really a good bunch. But, you know, obviously we're not gathering and we're not doing big pub crawls right now so what they have done today you guys from 11 a.m to 6 p.m i think you might be too late to get a group together but you could still log in and watch what's going on they are doing a stay-at-home scavenger hunt for six for seven hours from 11 a.m to 6 p.m and you're supposed to like get set for 100 challenges trivias contests you basically send photos of you know things they may say okay now you know you can have a virtual team you, okay, now go find, you know, three hangers of different colors that represent something in the flag. And so then you snap a photo and you send it in for points. I thought that was a really brilliant idea. There's so many clever people mm-hmm. and I'm not. So I'm just like, well, thank God for them. Yes. Right. You can access them. Stay at home scavenger hunt from getting it events. You can check them out. I'm sure they're going to do it again. If you missed it today, maybe you want to just pop in and watch. I don't know. I want to just let you guys know, too, that while we're going through this coronavirus situation and we're not able to talk about all the events to gather at, we'll be sharing local stories. So if you've got local people that you want us to shout out or you've got local stores that you think could use a little love or people that are doing creative things that are going to help us all get through this, that would be awesome to know about. You can send us a message on our Weekly Dish Facebook page, either Twitter, Stephanie March at Steph March or Stephanie's Dish. Any way you can reach us, we are very accessible to all of you. We answer all the things. So Uh, find us. Let us know what's cool that's happening. I want to say there's still a need for masks. There is a need for masks. We are being told by the CDC to wear protective face coverings now when we go out in public. I actually posted a picture. A friend of mine made me a mask, and I posted a picture of it. And I had like 10 people that pinged me and wanted to buy these masks. And my friend just made them with the stuff that she had at home. She didn't have all the supplies. But if you're out there making masks, there are people that need them. If you want to donate them, great. If you want to put them on Etsy, great. If you have masks to sell, if you want to let me know, I'll certainly share with the people that reached out to me. So BA craft made aprons, those aprons that everybody, you know, that all the chefs wear. Uh, Kate Kate Meyer. Meyer is, they have pivoted to making masks. 
And so that you can go to their site, BA Craftmade Aprons, um, and they will allow you to either pre-order a personal purchase face mask for $10. That's military-grade uh, fabric. And uh, or you can donate a mask. But when you do order a mask for yourself or anyone you love, five dollars, half of that money will go into their black and blue fund, which helps support industry, hospitality industry workers out of work. So you can get your mask and you can do some good and spread the love. That's fantastic. Isn't that great? That is fantastic. Yeah. I'll put Um, that up on the page, too. And just, I guess, to wrap up, I mentioned it earlier, but I got the Emily wine that I talked about in the top two at hour two at Solo Vino Wine Shop. They have the one location on Selby Avenue. You can call ahead. They will do curbside pickup for you. If you want to talk to someone about what you should have for your Easter ham, just give them a call. It's owned by a local family and they would really appreciate your support. So again, we'll just keep talking about local folks. Right. And things that are going on. We do a lot of talking about local folks. It's not like it's new, but, you know, we just want to kind of focus a little bit on that. uh, I wanted to someone send a question about the app for the ratios. And it's called it's it's basically Ruleman. Um, It's the ratio app ratio app by Michael Ruleman, R-U-H-L-M-A-N. And you can find it on looks like it's on Droid and I and Apple as well. So. Woo! Ratio app. I love it. Thanks, you guys, for spending your Saturday with us. It's the only thing normal in my week. I love that you're here, and I love sitting with my friend Steph and wrapping down all my weird things that I make and just cooked and throw together yeah. and then don't tell you exactly how to do it, but that's fun. And if you're si- if you're hanging out and you're still uh, looking for more content, you should know I am still sitting in with Allie Kaplan. I am a honorary shop girl, uh, although our lovely Harms is still calling in. So stay tuned if you want to hang out. I'll, uh, I'm going to hang out. So let's go. Ciao, ciao, ciao everybody. Ciao.